Hello, my fellow Braptonians, and welcome to Brap Talk. This is a weekly podcast where we discuss the happenings of the motorcycle industry. I saw that look. Don't make that look. <laughs> <laughs> I am your host, Jensen Beeler of Asphalt and Rubber. And joining me on this two-wheeled adventure is the man who holds my dishes, Mr. Shaheen Alvandi. I did not intend to come here and help you move shit. And you've done a really good job of, of not avoiding yeah. helping me move Listen, shit. Listen, I turned 43 years ago, and my promise to me was after 40, I don't move shit. I hire TaskRabbit. To be fair. To be fair. I did not help you move into your house. I, I any, of I, the, any of the four times I moved in Portland. I think, yeah, in, no, not a single one. <laughs> not, not a single. Which is what you're supposed to do as a grown-up. You don't fucking help people move. Shit hurts. You wake up the next day with your hips hurting. You're like, what do I do? Oh, yeah, I help my fucking friend move. Understand the level of my game. I didn't even do that intentionally. I was just just naturally avoidant. You were just of, there. Of your moving. You were just you were just being a hermit. I think you're I was like, just. You're wearing a new house. Oh fuck! Let me come over with a housewarming Mountain Dew. Yeah, that's what I did. And I always have the one that's there for you. Actually, yeah, I have the housewarming Mountain Dew for you. I think I bought you a plant. I like your. Did I bring you a plant? I feel like I bought you a plant. You probably did. Yeah, but you gave it to Anne. I would be looking at it like, what am I supposed to do? That's I'm just gonna kill it. That's fair. Yeah, <laughs> I don't. I don't plant. Yeah, I took out two roots yesterday. Fuck those guys up. I am sore. You're, you're doing work. Fucking work. Um, yeah, so uh, a lot going on. Uh, my entire life has been slowly taken apart and put in boxes. This is this is surreal. Yeah, you can notice a little bit of an echo in the room because <coughs> it's 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 cavernous now. Coda, Coda, I got to get a picture of Coda on her. Her, her, her makeshift of boxes over there. It's ridiculous. Like that is the new spot. Just on top of this That's box, amazing. doing nothing, just being lazy. Coda just coding. So you, you, we are recording this one. This is technically episode eighty nine, I think. Sure, because eighty eight still sitting somewhere in your computer. Maybe, probably somewhere in the craziness of your life. I mixed it. I haven't edited it. Oh no, I'm like ten minutes into editing it. It's like an hour and forty five. Like all the other episodes. Uh, yeah. Okay. Listen here. Fair. Fair. To be fair, every episode's been over an hour long. <laughs> every episode's a fun episode. Every if you episode want it to be. is a fun-sized episode. Or is this a king-sized episode? I don't know. I don't know. All I know is I'm sitting here drinking a highlighter green drink out of a Motul glass. It looks like Motul. It, it looks Motul. like 300V. It does. Yeah. Uh, you want to hear a funny story about Motul? Uh, you, I, I think I have to say yes when that. That's yeah. like the comedian, comedian's so, <laughs> like rule. You have to say yes. You got to say yes. Knock, knock. You got to say yes. You accept there. the premise. Absolutely. <laughs> so um, local writing club, SFRC, mm -hmm. put together a- Fine gentlemen and women of fine, Portlandia. Lovely. Absolutely. I would high five every single one of them every day. Most uh, of them. All right. Some of them, but you know, every club has got its old non-high-fiver. Austin McCabe. Ugh, you know who you are. Damn it, Austin. You know who you are. He's a ginger. He's, but he can't help that. He was born a ginger. He's our neighbor. Is he really? Well, I like to say he's like 200 blocks east of us, but I like to say he's in the neighborhood. <laughs> what is he in? Idaho? Just about. <laughs> um, anyways, these fine, lovely people <laughs> uh, put together a little a shindig, let's call it, called the Dust Till Dawn Endurance Race. Did Horrible you hear about idea. this? Horrible idea. Absolute garbage idea. And brappy little stepsister, the little jackass that she is, texts me in the middle of the night saying, yo, check this thing out. We should sign up for it. I'm like, who the fuck is we? The, my, you and the mice the, in your the, pocket? The royal we, yeah. So 
The motor what the dust till dawn is is a twelve hour <laughs> dust till dawn endurance race at the local OHV uh, fun area that we lovingly call the Tillamook Forest, pointedly at Brown's Camp. Now, when I spoke to the lovely, truthful, kind-hearted people at SFRC, they said, and I quote, it's all going to be green, probably double lane track. I was like, cool, that's easy. Because they wanted everyone to come and do this thing. The idea was for it to be inclusive for everybody. I'm like, sweet. I have a sense of humor. I'm going to sign us up to do it on a multi-strata Enduro because ha, ha, ha. should be fine. Should fine. be great. Be wrong. It's going to be, be fine. fine. What could possibly go wrong? Nothing could go wrong. It'd be fine. So, um, <clears throat> fellow listener and uh, friend of a show and friend of uh, uh, Shaheen and Moto Corsa, Mr. Andy Janik, he had sold us his multi-strata Enduro about a year ago. I've made that like the shop bike, just kind of for everyone to kick around and have fun with, go do adventure days and, you know, whatever. Dank woolies. Dank, dank woolies. I've caught some hair in that thing. Send it. So, put the dosage and send it. That bike sends you, whether you like it or not. Is that so Russian? I was like, uh, let's give this thing a little once over, make sure everything's good. So we put some of this good old Motul shit in there. Well, not this because I'm drinking this. Um, and, uh, you know, chain is in good shape. Put new tractor, some, some tractor tires on it because it's a heavy bike, Jensen. I'm not looking to rip up tires. Um, and uh, they said, hey, if you ride this thing to the event, then like there's extra bonus points for there. Points for what? I don't know. But as soon as somebody says that to me, I'm like, well, challenge. There's, a, there's actually no score. It's like, uh, whose line is it anyways? <laughs> yeah. Where like, they keep score. Yeah, like a million points. And they I don't mean know nothing. Do Are these like Chuck E. Cheese points where I go and get a like bouncy ball from right. the fucking counter? So again, I'm a Labrador retriever. They're throwing a ball. I'm chasing the fucking thing. <laughs> <laughs> you can't even help it. <laughs> so I enlist it's the a great help metaphor. of, of uh, some dear friends, uh, the lovely Mr. Quentin Wilson and my handy, badass uh, motocross racing tech Brent to come do this thing with us. Medium tall Brent. Medium tall Brent. Because right. there's a big tall Brent. Because there's a big tall Brent, and, and he's definitely medi- big. He's tall. big, and and mine is definitely he, medium. Yeah, tall. he's not. Yeah, he's not. Like short. He's six foot two, six foot three. Yeah, he's in the there. The big tall is like six five. Yeah, he's fucking giant, huge. Uh, and medium tall Brent is a downhill mountain biker and dirt biker and motocross and all that stuff. So like, I was like, he is the, he's going to be the racer. I'm the placeholder and Quentin somewhere in the middle. He's a very good rider. And, um, so we get there and everyone at SFRC has this look on their face. Like, Oh, this crazy motherfucker actually brought the multistrada. And I'm like, why is everyone so surprised? You son of a bitch. Oh, I'm in. <laughs> I'm in. <laughs> so the the lovely folks at SFRC go, holy shit, you're crazy. I can't believe you brought the bike. I'm like, well, yeah, yeah, I said I was going to bring the bike. I why? I don't understand why you think I'm crazy. I see the entry to the track. It's a goddamn blue single lane. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. So we get there, put everything together. Uh, fast forward about two hours. Everybody gets there at around 3 o'clock p.m. The race starts at 7 p.m., by the way. It's supposed to go from 7 p.m. Saturday to 7 a.m. Sunday. At roughly three o'clock, they say, hey, you guys, if you want, you can do a little pre-run. And Brent was like, I've done lots of rallies. You're not allowed to pre-run. You get disqualified. And they were like, nah, house rules. Go have fun. And so Brent and Jonas, who is no longer an ANR Pro member, apparently. Oh, Jesus, Jonas. That was quick. Um, they too, were, soon. too soon. Too Jonas. soon, Jonas. It still hurts. The, the wound is fresh, man. Um, so those two run off to do a pre-run. And they come back, uh, I don't know, five minutes later. Now, that track is about eight miles long. There's no way you can do it in five minutes. 
And Brent's got a look on his face. I'm like, what happened? He's like, so I low-sided this thing and it spilled oil everywhere. And as soon as he says that, I realize the entire front of the bike is covered in what looks to be Mountain Dew. He somehow managed to puncture the oil cooler on this thing. And those oil systems run at like 2.7 bar. And it just... 2.7 bar is like the worst metric. I, I, I don't understand why we measure pressure in bar. Because it'll yeah I, I mean i get why yeah because stupid it's not even just italy fucking it's, bmws are yeah. like that too it's a european it's Europe, thing it's a european thing and you sit there it's like it's the same argument i have with celsius but worse it's like oh it's 23 degrees out is it is that warm or cold yeah i don't know i don't know but 27 is really hot 27 30 will kill you 30 years yeah you're gonna <laughs> you don't want to be a fire. 30 sucks like like two <laughs> degrees is like the difference of like shorts and t-shirt and like long sleeve and jeans like i don't I'm like i can't that simplifies things i can't handle that 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 little um uh what do you call it like specificity and it's the same with bar where it's like well your tires are at 2.2 bar but um if they get down to 2.1 you're gonna want to inflate them some more so I'm, I'm trying to I'm trying to see here. Two point seven. It's like times thirty nine psi or something like that. Seventeen. Yeah, thirty nine psi. There's like a. It's really easy. Like you you multiply it by like a, a number. Well, <laughs> that's the case with everything, Jensen. Thanks but very it's, much. It's a whole Listen, number. It's like do. seventeen or nineteen or fifteen. <laughs> Someone someone's yelling at the radio right now. It's a whole number. <laughs> Once you know what the number is, you can do the math in your head. Leave me I, alone. I've I know he's yelling day. right now. He's my friend Michael. He's just our friend Michael. He's screaming right now. Point seven. What is that bar on PSI? Thirty nine. Thirty nine. It's like thirty nine and change. So two point. So thirty nine. Figure this out. Thirty. Thirty nine divided by two point seven. Yeah, it's like fourteen. Fourteen. All okay. right. There you go. So fourteen psi per bar. Settle down. You're welcome, everyone. Anyways, all that to say, because of its thirty nine psi of pressure in this, and it's Click got a tiny ads. little thing, it's just everywhere. Yeah. And uh, so that's how the race began. By the Multistrada spewing half of its fucking oil out. It's just weight. It's race weight. It's gone. So we take the thing apart, which takes a lot of different sized bolts and screws and got a lot of screaming and cursing. And take the, I say we, I didn't show it. I was going to say, what did you do here? I was what they call a uh, supervisor. Super, you know, it's my job at Motor Management. I supervise. I manage. Yeah. I point a lot. I delegate. Mr. Manager. Uh, and also moral support. Never forget. Critical. A lot of rah, rah, rah. You got this team. Good job, team. Yeah. Go High team. five, everyone. Everyone gets a burger later. Ooh. Which did happen, thanks to AJ. AJ, we had cold subs ready for the night. AJ was like, who wants a hot burger? I'm like, fuck the sub. Give me that. That sounds so good. AJ hooked it up. Yeah. So AJ also uh, crimped the little, like, you know, vents on the cooler, and we threw JB Weld on there and gave it two in the thoughts and one in the prayer, and off we went to the races. Fine. Fine. Yeah. So every time I see this color, I think of that. 3 p.m. scramble to get this thing ready by 7 p.m. And at 6.49, we fired it up, and it held. I mean, it, like, dripped a little bit, but it held. Throughout the rest of the night, we lost about a quart of oil, which isn't that bad if you think about it. It's not great. In a motorcycle, it is kind of bad. It's all right. We had a quart in a motorcycle? Yeah, it's all right. Were you topping it off, though? Uh, yeah, of course. Okay. And also, that thing, that 1,200 drinks, like, four and a half quarts of oil. It's fine. It's fine. All of a sudden, a gallon. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that was only one of the fluids that we lost throughout the night. We lost two other fluids. The other one was all the brake fluids because the front fender of the bike just broke because, you know, a lot of slamming into ruts and rocks and shit. And the, the, the little banjo bolt that holds the line that goes to their left 
brake caliper just came loose. Oh, no. <laughs> Poor Brent. Luckily, it was on Brent because he knows what's going on in the downhill. He's on a downhill. He has no front brake suddenly. He just turns the bike off and puts it in first gear and lets go of the clutch. He's like, fuck this. It's stopping. Yeah. And he flagged down one of the riders who happened to have a toolkit. He needed a six mil. The guy had a five mil. He's like, fuck it, I'll make it work. And he tightened it up as best as he could. He had a little bit of fluid left in there, so he was able to get a little bit of pressure and rode it back. And he was like, we're out of brake fluid. I'm like, great. Thank you, Brent, for fixing that. God damn it. Uh, and then at another point, uh, Quentin low-sided it, and the uh, coolant line on the left side of the bike just sheared off, and all the coolant came out. And we didn't know that because it's pitch black. It's like midnight. And we finally take the flashlight and go there. We're like, that's off. It's very dry. Oh, no. <laughs> and so we put some water in it, fixed it up, and kept going until around 2 in the morning when all three of us said, this hurts too much. I think I'm done. It is terrifying out there. Thanks a lot. So what you're saying is there's a slightly used multi-strata enduro on Craigslist right now. Single owner, never wheelied. Uh, never wheelied, never seen rain, adult use only, week, weekend rider. Weekend rider. And some of those are true statements. <laughs> those are just words they're just words you know they're <laughs> seo words that's how you get clicks i'm actually going to take that bike that's going to be my bike why and because gregor helenda and i are going to no, take no. it apart and turn it into remember the bmw hp2 no, you already you already yeah. said things yeah you got gregor involved it's gonna be amazing it's gonna be the one show and then we're gonna do this stupid race again next year because we're idiots you're gonna do the two-wheel drive on it Ooh, i didn't even think of that yeah that's what i'm here for Oh, shit. I'm just that little guy on your shoulder like, hey, man, let's make that idea worse. Let's make that bad idea worse. <laughs> We're going to make the bike lose as much weight as humanly possible. <laughs> put a 21-inch front wheel on it, an 18-inch rear. Put a loud, brappy exhaust. Actually, it already has one of those on it. And just just see if we can do another it's like one. You're going to put a hand of Johnson on there? <laughs> <laughs> just have her in the backseat <laughs> screaming the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, best part of the story is Hannah Johnson is the reason we got into it. Guess never yep, guess yep. who never showed yep. up. Big chicken. And she had apparently, and I quote, I'm making quotation marks, which is bad for radio. Mm -hmm. Something came up. Mm -hmm. I don't know what that something is, but it wasn't racing. Highly suspicious. Mm -hmm. Likely she probably gotten smart and was like, if I get hurt in this, Omer's over this year. Um, likely she looked at it and was like, This is a horrible idea. Why did I dumb. ever Where think people people sign up this? This? What I would dumb. never suggest something this dumb? 12 hour because she was gonna, she was gonna iron woman, she was it. gonna iron woman it. She's stupid. I will say this there was six, six or seven iron maidens, they call them. Ooh, nice like man it. and woman. Yeah, I'm into it. Yeah, and um, one of them was a dude on a husky 701 that was like 701 Endura that was built into like a Dakar style with a big, you know, front end on there. I think I know this guy. He's from Washington. Washington. Yeah, I know this guy. Yeah. He rode that from Seattle there ah, and nice. ironed it, I think, till like 2 o'clock or 3 o'clock in the morning until he just got worn the fuck out. Yeah. It was a lot. We were all like, high five, dude. Kudos to you. That's amazing. And then a kid named Rowan who rode for Gray Area KTM did 34 fucking laps by himself from 7P to 7A. Like, hats off to this guy. So the whole, so that whole 12 hours is 34 laps? Well, by himself. Right, I'm trying to, I'm trying to gauge how long the course was. The course was between, oh, oh this is, SFRC has a sense of humor, Jensen. The course started out as a six miler and it ended as an eight miler. At 1 a.m. in the midway point, they switched one of the lanes. And they told everybody at the rider meeting and everybody's collectively said, but why? <laughs> 
because because gingers that's why oh god they're evil (laughs) um yeah so this kid so the 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 you could have a team of up to three riders and the team i think they were called the montuckies the montuckies uh came in and did 37 laps between three people and rowan meanwhile by himself did 34. wow like holy shit man hat this kid beast and he never stopped smiling and he every time he would pit in yeah, he he's like, a lunatic he is an absolute you'd lunatic. have to be a lunatic I, I feel like cia or fbi should grab him get a blood sample he's some kind of an alien he, he's he's i don't know if he's an x-man or or justice league i don't know what the fuck he is he's not human i talked to my fbi guy recently um yeah. apparently very hard to recruit in portland not very many people meet the physical requirements have you seen the way people drive here just drive just just out of shape like they just can't i mean they run, run out, they run out of breath driving yeah it's hard i don't know how many priuses i've passed on the highway while they're going 45 miles an hour in the left fucking lane they're just no words no words no <laughs> words i can't wait to leave anyway so yeah uh, all that to say uh this here color looks good on a multi-strata's everything and it makes you feel like a winner. Now, if you come to the dealership, the bike is sitting on a pedestal, still dirty as hell. I did see that. And I love that. It's like people are like, well, I want to take mine to the coffee shop. I'm like, or you can take it off-roading and have fun. Now, you don't have to be a maniac like us, but this is the extreme. This is the other side of the fucking equation. And uh, it makes us all giggle. I'm glad we did it. That's how Claudio uh, uh, intended it to be. And I kind of want to take a picture of it and send it to Claudio. Be like, Papa Claudio, are you proud now? Have I done the right thing? Bless you, my son. I know. Well, I'll probably get slapped across the face. Yeah, you got to watch out for that. He's, he's got totally. to mean quick. right. He's quick. He's got to mean right. He's a little, but he's quick yeah. and strong. He's wiry. Fuck with him. I'm probably going to meet him in, uh, well, I've met him before, but uh, I'm, oh, I'm going to WDW 2022. When is that? July, July 22nd to the 24th. You're going to have so much fun. I'm going to have so much fun. I'm super excited. I need to figure out how I can get invited to that. Uh, Just come with me. I don't want to pay for it. I don't pay. I'm Jensen Beeler. I don't pay for things. You pay for things? Well, I mean. You, now I do. <laughs> yeah. You're, you're about to be Jensen Beeler, the goddamn civilian. Civilian life. Uh, fun employment's been fun. Um, uh, fun Hannah Johnson story. So um, after intense negotiations, <laughs> uh, the final offer was, Hannah, I will sell you my lap timer for $299. Okay. But if you pay me three hundred dollars, I will leave my data on it. Frappy little stepsister paid up three C nuts. That's all I'm gonna say. Watch oh, out, shit. June round. She's gonna be working with Jensen Beeler's lap time. Oh shit! Data. Oh yep. shit! Pretty pretty good at the chicane. Don't like to brag. Fucking hundred cents. Hannah's gonna be, and she's a data driven person. Yeah, she's pouring over that right oh, now. Oh man, probably. she's just not even. She's probably gonna come to the shop like black rings under her eyes. She hasn't slept in days. Yeah. Just looking at the data, man. Yeah. Just, it's, it's, <laughs> can't stop the signal, Mel. Can't stop. <laughs> Got to get plugged in and stay plugged in, bro. <laughs> uh, sold the Kramer. Uh, that was the uh, lead into that story. Ah. Uh, a gentleman on the East Coast will be representing it. Holy hell. Yeah. He's going to keep the number on it? <laughs> uh, I don't think he can. I don't think he can either. But it, it'll be at, uh, what, CSS and uh, CSS? CCS. CSS is something else uh and arma arma events so where in the east coast is the bike going to be if some listeners are out there they can joyzy boop, boop it in the nose joyzy oh, shit up in the northeast in the yeah. flower state garden state garden kind state. Of a state 
Garden State. Yeah. Parking lot state. Parking lot state. Wait, Real what? estate. <laughs> so that was sad. That was. I know. Super. This is part of the surreal experience of Jensen Beeler's life for the last. Super month and tough. Half. Super tough to sell that bike. Oof. We're getting it already. Ugh. Well, you know, the good news is there's more. We there's know, always more. We know a certain Kramer Joe. Kramer Joe. I already told Kramer Joe. I know some things about Kramer. Kramer Joe. There's there's some cool stuff coming from Kramer. Ooh. Um. I was gonna say I can't publish about. I'm like I'm publish anything. You're right? gonna publish. Um. But it'll be. Um. I could see a Kramer in my garage again. Nice. I gotta figure my out. I, I gotta. That's probably a topic for another day. I'm trying to like figure out like the future of of me and motorcycles. And I feel like you need another hyper SP in your life. I, I've seen, or, I've been by your shop several times and looked at hyper SPs and been like, yep. I know. I keep seeing that look, that lusty look in your eyes. That looks pretty good. And the other bike that I enjoy using staring at a lot, like lovingly, is that new Pikes Peak. That Pikes Peak, yeah. I got the two uh, quote unquote opportunity bikes that I got from Ducati North America. Mm-hmm. One of them you probably already rode. Very possible. And, and, Palm Springs during the coldest fucking day of Palm Springs. Fuck you, Jake Slinky. <laughs> Never forget. Never uh, forget. Asphalt and rubber. We hold grudges. Uh, that should just be the <laughs> line of that, that should be a shirt because it's kind of <laughs> true. It's kind of true. You can look back on my tenure. There is one brand that stick, <laughs> stiffed me $6,000 in advertising like year two or three. I have never been to a press launch of theirs. Asphalt and rubber. We <laughs> hold grudges. You get nothing from me. that's amazing oh craigie yeah i feel like you got to figure out your motorcycle future because now you can just be a civilian who rides motorcycles on the weekends when the weather's nice well you know so that's that's the interesting thing and that's kind of like i don't know if this is like a topic worthy of like conversation but it's been something that's been on my mind in the sense of not being quote unquote in the industry and like let's be really honest i'm probably gonna end up in the industry again and more on that soon but dun 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 dun, 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 dun. that's a little um but approaching things more as a consumer like like i get the whole like you look at the demographics of motorcycling you see kind of like a hump around like 20 25 and then it starts tapering off as you get into your 30s it troughs around 35 and then it starts coming back up 45 56 because you got rid of the goddamn kids that you had in your 20s and that's the thing it's like you're a rebel dumbass kid in your 20s that buys a motorcycle and then you're like full midlife crisis in your 50s and 60s and when you're like an actual adult and you have kids and everything you get rid of the bikes and like start doing the responsibility and lo and behold that's kind of what's going on in my life i'm mm-hmm. just a late bloomer but like sitting there and being like, okay, like I'm moving to the Bay area. Like who's my riding crew going to be? What track days I'm going to do? Am I going to race? Like I'm sitting there and being like, yeah, that's interesting. Like approaching it from that perspective of like, what is my, how does motorcycles fit into my new life? Right. Quote unquote. I, I'm actually, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not jealous of you. I just, I'm excited for you to have this new perspective on motorcycling because you can look at it with a whole new lens you get to have this fresh new outlook on motorcycles and and maybe i'm projecting here but i feel like it must be a little bit freeing to look at one and go i'm gonna write it up my own terms whenever the fuck i want to write it however i want to do that now that does suddenly open up the door of like what the fuck am i doing like what am i gonna do well it starts getting into like the like racing like right. racing needs one like do I have time for racing? Do I have the motivation to do racing? Do I want to devote? Because the thing that always held me back from racing previously 
was the devotion of like doing a whole season. Like if I'm going to race, I'm going to race for a championship. Right. I'm not racing for a weekend trophy. That's a track day. <laughs> That's a track day. Yeah. So like, do I really have like a whole season? Like, where are my priorities? And like, like that's part of why I sold the current. It's like, no, I don't have that. At least not immediately. Right. Um, maybe that's something I revisit, you know, in a year or two, but like doing that analysis and thinking about like, okay, so that's kind of like one of the things that takes racers out of racing organizations. That's one of the things that takes riders out of track days and riders out of motorcycling in general. And then also being like, okay, like California, going back to a place where there's lane splitting, mm-hmm. how that affects, like, I very much want to buy, uh, well, like that's why I have my eye on the Pikes Peak, right? Like right. that is like the perfect oh, commuting the around yeah. the Bay Area. I got I'll put panniers on it. It's got all the electronic safety whiz bang things. It's fast, it's fun, but it's comfortable. I can do 30, 40 minutes to to work and back if I have to. Right. And, and like rethinking about that in like like a commuting sense, which Portland, you don't really commute on motorcycles, so it's really more leisure. Yeah. And so just kind of like it's it's definitely shuffling or reshuffling my motorcycling mix. That's yeah. part of the reason why I'm getting rid of so many bikes out of my garage. By the way, BMW, um, you need to come pick up your R18. No, no, it doesn't exist. It's going to my I mean, garage. I mean, Stop it. yeah, it's not going to my garage, bro. It's at Shaheen's house. Damn it. <laughs> I've always wanted a slow, shiny bike. It is slow. It is shiny. <laughs> it's like two fucking badgers. Fighting over a ball inside that engine. Mark from BMW is listening like, son of a bitch. I told him. He's like, that's not my problem. You got to call someone else. Can you just send me the title? Just write it off, bro. You don't even care. I think it's going straight to auction, too. It probably is. Probably. Um, So, yeah, it's interesting. It's interesting to think about it in that sense because it's it's a perspective. I think at some point, like every motorcycle journalist kind of like gets that perspective, but it's usually at the end of their career. And so you don't hear anything about it. And since I'm kind of lingering here on the podcast, I guess I can talk about it a little bit because it's, it's one of those things like until you face it and go through it, it's not something you really talk about or understand. Right. You know, how do people leave this sport? You know, what is, what is the exit percentage? What is the exit? Or why, anyways? Reason for for yeah. this, and that's that's a huge part of it. Is that um, that kind of upheaval, that priorities in life, family, kids, money, careers, aliens, aliens. Usually, I think for for our side as a dealership, typically what we see is definitely priorities in life, which is often highlighted by family. Yeah. Right. It's it's typically and that's a huge part for me too. Huge part. And it, and it and it's I can probably generalize this safely by saying it's usually men uh who are like, "Hey, I am going to be having a family and my excuse is that my partner does not want me to be in danger on this motorcycle." Um and yes. so, you know, I've never really heard it in terms of monetary reasons. You know, it's like, "Oh no, I'm just like it's not like I can't afford to have this anymore. I've heard it a couple of times in the sense of like we need to buy a house, we want to get a down payment, I want to sell my bikes, like we're putting together money. Right. I've heard that side of it. I don't think it's like a hey, I've got this this thing in my garage and it costs me money right. to ride and put gas in it. Like I think it's more just like a change of priorities kind of. Thing. Well, and sometimes it happens um like the new bike that I bought. Oh, we have to talk about that. We've we'll talked about that. It was the same thing. It was it was it was someone that had a lot of motorcycles and they just stopped riding that one. Yeah. 
And so sometimes that. sometimes that happens too, right? Just think about like your R1, for instance. I don't know the last time I saw that thing fire up. I don't know when I, the last time I saw it fire up. So the point is like, you know, you get to a point where you go, okay, I'm not using that thing anymore. It's purged now. I got to, like, instead of sitting there collecting dust and losing value, I can just make it into cash right now and do something with that. Yeah. And then potentially come back to the sport. But I think the most prevalent one is usually like that, like you said, life priority. Like something's gone on, something's happened, changed in your life where motorcycling is no longer a priority. And like you said, there's that that crest, right? In your 20s, you're like, I'm a rebel. I want to be a motorcyclist. I'm going to be a cool guy with a leather jacket on. And then, oh, I got a family. Oh, or it was like, for me, like, that's all I could afford. I couldn't afford a car. But right. I afford a motorcycle. Well, and again, I wish more states, we've talked about this ad nauseum. I wish more states understood the value of, you know, the commuting side of motorcycling and how much less space we take on this one little thing because you're incentivized as a motorcyclist to buy one and ride it every day. It, it, it cuts down on the commute. It's easier to park it, et cetera, et cetera. And so some of us commute even in Oregon, but we have to abide by the same traffic laws as all the cars do. So if there's a traffic jam, I'm in a traffic jam. I'm not skipping yeah. through it. Yeah. I do sometimes when I'm in a rush or it's really, really what? hot or really, really wet. And then, yeah, you get yelled at by people. Ah, this motherfucker. And it's amazing because the people that yell at you during the sunny days are not yelling at you in the rain because they look at you like, oh, that poor slob is in the rain. Yeah, I wonder. I wonder what the, you know, what the percentage of people changing, you know, their mind on riding a motorcycle is. I know for me, for the hot second that I took a break from the motorcycle industry, I looked at my bike as in a totally different light. It was suddenly my escape, right? Because it's always been work. And even now when I go for a ride on my motorcycle, and every weekend I tried to ride it, you know, if I'm not just by myself. Um, <clears throat> and I, I um, but I don't look at it the same way. It's kind of interesting. It's almost like anytime I go for a ride now on the weekends, I'm, it's almost like I'm doing homework. I'm trying to decide, hey, am I going to do this ride with a group later on in another weekend? Or mm. who am I going to talk mm -hmm. to you about this later? It's a, it's a topic of conversation that helps us break barriers sometimes in the motorcycle dealership. Whereas when I'm by myself, it's like, oh, I'm going to go for a ride. What am I doing this for? For myself. And it's just like, it's it's weird. I Logically, there's nothing different. But when you're doing it and you're in that headspace, you're like, oh, wow, I don't owe anybody an, an article. I don't have a deadline about this. Right. I'm just going to go write it. Just for me. Just for me. Yeah. Just wasting some gas and getting some therapy. Just, just some hydrocarbons. That's it. And it's, I'm really curious. And I think I've said it before in previous podcasts and in person to you as well. I'm really curious what it's going to be like that, that day when you've finished moving and the dust is settled and you hop on your whatever bike you have and you go for a spin to just kind of re-explore your, your area and the Bay Area because it's yeah. you've been gone for seven and a half years so it must feel a little bit new. Yeah. Yeah, I mean the roads are the same. I live right next to some epic roads or I will be living right next to some epic roads. But, so. Hey, I'm looking forward to a reason to come down there. Also, I feel like I can probably convince you to come to a couple of Carter's track days at Thunder Hill. That's Thunder Hill, like, Laguna. Well, yeah. Probably not Sears Point, but maybe. Um, maybe. Sears Point's kind of sketchy. I think Thunder Hill from walls. the Bay Area is what, like a three, four hour drive? Uh, from where I am, yeah, it'll be like three, three and a half. Yeah. Because I'm South Bay. That's easy. It's a nine hour drive for me. Eight hour drive. That's a lot. Home. It's beautiful. I love Thunder Hill. It's one of my favorite tracks. I love that track. I fell in love with it. Yeah. Goofy track, but I love it. It's definitely one of those tracks where they have to use the local geography as the. That's yeah, it. that's Literally. it. It just yeah. falls the curvature of the earth. Funny, funny fact about Thunderhill. Okay, not well known. 
There is a number of quasi-feral cats that oh. live at the track. Oh. Thunderhill cats. Thunder cats. That's and amazing. For whatever reason, I don't know if this is genetic or if it's like just a learned behavior, they all will play fetch. What? You will throw a ball. They'll get the ball. They'll bring the ball back to you. You throw it again. They'll do it. They'll just keep doing it. Where were these cats when I was there? I didn't see any of them. They're, they're over by the office. That's yeah. amazing. I did see a cat by the office. I just assumed it was an office cat. It kind like of it was like, outside. Like, like, I say feral. Like they're, they live at the track. They're looked after though. Huh. They're like semi pets. They're, they're free range. Although I feel like all cats are semi pets and free range. Yeah, I could have. She's in a box. She's, asleep. She's asleep. That's that's pretty much all she did all day. That box down, man. Fucking great, sleeps like twenty three hours a day, cooking. and then eats the other forty five minutes and poops the last fifteen. <laughs> I like her math. Yeah, eat, sleep, poop, repeat. Not in that order necessarily. That's, that's the dream. That is the dream. That's probably the title of this episode. <laughs> eat, <laughs> eat, sleep, poop, repeat, but not in that order. I like it. It's good. This is how genius happens. It's always an accident. You bought a new bike. I bought a new bike. I am so happy for you. I am so happy for me. It's pretty. It is so good to see you make positive life decisions. <laughs> you know, it's funny. T-Man said the same thing. Um, I, I have never had a bigger cheerleader in my life than hashtag T-Man. Hence why we're all hashtag T-Man. Um, but I... So one of my techs has been pining after that monster R since the day I got it. And so what is it, like three weeks ago, he comes up to me and goes, hey, would you sell this thing to me? I'm like, yes, today, right now. I was like, fuck it, buy it. I'm done having you look at this damn thing. <clears throat> and so his eyes got all big, like, oh, for real? I'm like, yeah, you can buy it literally for what I bought it for. Never mind the extra shit I did to it. And so uh, he bought it. And then I was like, all right, today's the day, y'all. I'm going to go order myself a goddamn Street Fighter. And so I did. I put an order for a Street Fighter. One of the... Street Fighter S. Street Fighter S. V4 V4S. V4S. I should clarify. I did ride the V2, and that's a fine fucking motorcycle. Great. God damn it. That's a nice Great. Bike. That that actually... Big, big fan of that bike. Like, Great. high five to that bike. You're beautiful. You're amazing. Uh, chef's kiss perfection. Love it. So I wrote it just to make sure I'm not making the wrong decision. Maybe the Street Fighter V2 is for me. And then a little voice in my head was like, stop fucking around. You've been saying you want a big Street Fighter. Here it is. Do the thing. So one of the perks of working as a Ducati employee is you get to make an employee purchase like once every other year. Actually, I think they only just brought it back since COVID. And so I was like, well, fuck, I'm about to buy a Desert X. So what do I do? And so I... Those are first world problems right there. I know. I'm, and that's, you know, listen, I've been saying it repeatedly. I'm a very lucky boy. I get to do what I do for a living that I love. And I get to ride motorcycles and I get to say things like, oh, gosh, what do I get to pick? A Desert X or a Street Fighter? Um, Better check your white privilege. It's brown. Thank you. I thought our I mean, technically, are technically right. white. Technically, technically white. white. Technically white. But look at Damn it. I've been called out. Um, <laughs> listen. Listen. <laughs> I work for the UN. <laughs> I know who's white and who's not. <laughs> and you Iranians are not brown. I'm just saying. I mean, you look brown, but you're not. Um, <clears throat> who makes that rule? I don't know. Who makes that determination? I mean, we're from the original caucus. I don't know. Whatever. Are you? I thought the caucuses were further north. Mm -hmm. Are they? I don't know. I thought the caucuses was like Russia. 
I think they've been lying to us all. We're going to Wikipedia I think we're just this browsing. later. Just trying to make it. I don't know my computer. You, you keep talking. I'm going to Wikipedia this. So, um, yeah, find out why we you're got, We got a fact. This is a we, podcast. We, we, I need you this to look a, up. This is a podcast, this is, this, is, this is serious. Goddamn, this is the truth. This is serious. Podcast. I need you to Google why Iranians are considered white. I'm very curious right now. Oh, that's a good question. Yeah. Um, anyways, a fellow customer slash friend uh, gave me a little boop and said, yo, I have this beautiful Street Fighter V4S. I bought it months ago. And it has 842 miles on it. Would you like to buy it for me? And I said, fuck yeah. And so I delivered a Street Fighter V2 to a dear customer in Seattle. And then hung a sharp left and went west for about 10 miles and took a look at this gorgeous black Street Fighter V4S and uh, promptly fell in love and threw it in the van and came up as fast as possible. And T-Man said, fucking about time. I'm tired of uh, hearing about these Street Fighters for the last, oh, I don't know, 14 years. And so, uh, yeah. We got ourselves a cute little street fighter and it's uh it's really fun and it's friendly i don't think i've named it yet do you have to name a bike i think i, I stopped naming bikes after my r1 i know but you know the hashtag team man likes naming things oh really i feel it <laughs> wait for the warrior gang <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I think the Street Fighter V4S has a name by hashtag Team Man, but I don't think I've adopted it. So it's just the Street Fighter for now. What are you learning over there? Uh, there's something called the Caucasus Emirate, which is not something we're going to talk about. Oh. And then the Caucasus, North, that's North Caucasus. Wait, why are you stuck in the Caucasus? Well, I, I looked up your thing on why Iranians are white, and it just sent me down a rabbit hole of wokeness. Oh, man. Um, Northern Caucasus are Russia. So is there a Southern Caucasus? Caucasus? Southern Caucasus. Caucasus. Caucasia. <laughs> um, I'm just really going really quick. Southern Caucasus. The, the Southern Caucasus. Oh, I can't really say this right. Say it three times fast. Go. Is like Georgia, Turkey, Azerbaijan, Armenia, and Iran. Iran. Iran, Iran, Iran. Um, Caucasus the- Mountains. <laughs> That's what the name is. <laughs> okay. Okay, I see why now. So this mountain range, just, see this little guy? Yeah. That little mountain range? Yep. Those are the Caucasus. Yeah. So everyone everyone that's around that mountain range, Caucasian. to Caucasians? And that's just like northern brown Persia, Caucasians. lower Persia. Persia. Are you Persia? I am Persian. Yeah. Very confusing. Well, I'm brown and I'm white. According to the U.S. Census, people from Northern Africa are white too. From Northern Africa? Yeah. Like Morocco and Egypt and all that? Yeah, Egypt. What's okay? I mean, we're, I mean, this is a whole different podcast. I'm learning so many things right now. It's interesting. It's interesting. I mean, I've, you know, Moroccans and Spaniards look kind of alike to me. Yeah, kind of. Not all of them. I mean, yeah. some of them. A little yeah. bleed over here and there. Yeah. But There's definitely like some. They're just, they're literally a stone's throw away. Like yeah. Gibraltar is not. It's right it's far. Not, yeah, you can see yeah. it. Yeah. It's <laughs> uh, interesting. All right, there's so many, so many things I can't say while living in Portland about this topic. Well, I mean, historically speaking, like you go to Spain, you know, there's all this like history back and forth between the Moors and the Spaniards or the, 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 christians and then you got the basques on top the of, the, on top of that. Yeah. so there's just it was just a bloodbath that yeah you know 
a lot that resulted in many different people mixing and matching some out of will some not out of will um so it's interesting when you go down there there's just this like crazy mix of people well that and and you know the mediterranean like there was so much trade going through the mediterranean <laughs> sea that like low-hanging fruit of just intercultural mixing and i mean you go back enough in history you find out the fucking persian empire was like this is all mine now and then then what well i don't know because romans we, came we, we've had our little fingers on egyptians out egyptians there. came i feel the romans. like we, no i feel like we took the ottomans i think it was the i think it was the romans yeah i'm not very good with my ancient history and then we watched that movie 300 and they were like this is sparta and the persians got tired and they went and shopped for sunglasses and blue drapes no that's south park Hmm. I don't know anything about history. I'm 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 spotty. I'm too. I didn't pay attention. It bored me. I was like, eh, I'm gonna get old one day and none of this is gonna matter. And then I got old and I'm like, fuck, it does matter. Shit. It's old. I mean, I mean, I know <laughs> the is earth old. is it's only, history, as they say. It's only two thousand, three thousand years old, but there's a lot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just uh I I watched oh, this is wow, we're so off topic. I watched this QAnon documentary. It's fascinating. We're we still talking about those people. It was the thing on HBO. It was interesting, but it's interesting in, in a societal point of view. Like the, the sociologist in me is just fascinated. Yeah. What'd you learn? Um, people. I, okay. So this is, I, I can bring this back to motorcycling really okay. quick. Cause I was thinking okay. about this today. Motorcycling in the, at least, at least in the United States, maybe in Western culture, motorcycling is a cult. And I mean that like in the truest definition. Yeah, if you're really going to break word. it down. Yep, yep. I agree. Just like like QAnon. I mean, that's why we have the Church of Brap. QAnon was a cult. Flat earthers are a cult. Mm -hmm. There is, and I, and I use that, that word and I define it as a belief system that one latches onto in order to uh, meet the need to fit in. You know, like watching the QAnon thing, like a lot of these people were just like, they're people that are just marginalized. They're just marginalized by general society and they find catharsis and other people like them who have the same wingding idea that they do. Right. And it's the same thing with flat earthers where it's like you watch, there's a great documentary on Netflix called, uh, fuck, what's it called? Have you watched that? I know what you're talking about. Uh, yeah, I've watched flat it. Earthers I've watched are it very twice. angry about their belief. It's um behind the curve. That's right. And and you look at it and it's like very much like it's just this cult of people that want to fit in. And they they find community with these other people that have this conspiratorial mindset. The flat the earth is flat, the moon lunar landing was faked, Hitler's alive in Argentina, the Soviets landed on the moon, we didn't. I, I mean, who knows? Like all these crazy, right. crazy things. And they find community in like-minded people on the fringe. I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that they don't have trust for for the governing bodies. Oh, sure. And their ideas, even though I think some of them do believe their ideas are fucking bonkers, but because it questions everything that the mass governing bodies, you know, rule to be true, they go after it. So something as broad and general as, well, fuck you guys from the very start. You guys are wrong because the earth is not round. It's flat. We're going to go ahead and disagree with that. With the most basic concept in humanity the earth is not round it is flat so i think that's okay 
how is motorcycling different? It's I'm not uh, I don't disagree because because that's how I look at it. Sometimes. I mean, it's just we don't argue that the earth is flat. Well, so I mean, like our our, <laughs> our idea isn't like like the idea that the earth is flat, that there is an international organization of leftist elites that are eating babies in the pizza restaurant. They're delicious. Donald Trump's going to like liberate us from that. I mean, those are those aren't ideas that are like one standard deviation or two standard deviations away from the norm. Right. Those are like three or four standard yeah, deviations. Those, are, those, those are, are out in the weeds. Those are crazy ideas. I don't think there are six degrees of six degrees of separation with those ideas. But understand, it's like if you're a motorcyclist, like you've seen a car. Mm-hmm. You know what that's all about. It's got mm-hmm. four wheels. Mm-hmm. It's got a radio. It's, it's got a heater. Yeah, it's more comfortable. You can listen to music. You can stay bring out your friends with you and talk to people. Yeah. You stay dry. Yep. It doesn't just skittle off the road when there's ice. Like a car <laughs> is a pretty good solution to getting from point A to point B. I mean, short of teleporting, this is it. This is as safe as it gets. Well, teleporting, that's a whole other issue. I want teleporting, that. Okay, teleporting is, I literally think teleporting is you, you get killed and then a new version of you gets built. That's a whole nother conversation. That seems right. But it's just but I want that where I still remain the same thought process. Have you seen the prestige? Yes. Okay. You know that line is like you, so you don't know if died. you're gonna be the guy in the box or the guy outside the There's box. So many of them. That's that's teleportation. That movie blew my mind. That, that is wow. Good movie. Holy shit. Good Thanks movie. for bringing that Christian back. I have Bale. to rewatch it again. What's his name? Uh the huge, other guy. Huge Ackman. Huge Ackman. He's huge. He's huge. Last name's Ackman. Uh, Hugh Jackman. Uh, Christian, no, what's the Sir Michael Caine? Amazing. Oh, he's amazing and everything he's in. Scarjo's in it too. The Michael Caine. Yeah, he's good. Um, but that's motorcycle. It's like you've seen the car. Yeah, that that literally is like the pinnacle of human transportation. Fucking You're like, cagers. What do they know, bro? Yeah, and we're like, <laughs> nah. Now I'm gonna ride this motorcycle over here, and uh, it's loud. I'm probably gonna lose my hearing. I'm gonna get bugs in my face you get fucking carpal tunnel after a while of doing it yeah i've broken like three bones every <laughs> year doing it like it's fine it's like a cult based on this idea of like love of freedom that you feel on this thing that is inherently and we say it it is inherently dangerous it is not for everyone there's a reason why only three percent of americans do it it ain't for everyone but we do it and we're like so steadfast in our belief of why we do it three percent of america i feel like oh, this is not has it grown I feel oh I don't I feel know. like it's shrunk. I don't know. Who knows? I feel like there's more swingers than motorcyclists in America. There's you are 100 percent right. <laughs> Hold on. Sex um, happens, bro. I don't know why that's like the metric in my head. Oh, yeah, how do we find out? We're gonna Google this one. Percentage Man, of swingers in America. That's not swingers. I'm gonna look up swingers census. Uh, two percent. Oh, there's more motorcyclists. But that think about that for a second. There's almost as many people going to key parties as there are putting keys in motorcycles. And I wonder what the Venn diagram overlap of that looks like. I mean, but that's interesting. My middle name's danger, baby. But just think about that for a second. Like you want proof that it's a cult. Like think about like how swinging and open relationships, how that is so not not the mainstream of standard relationships in the United States. And motorcycling is like just slightly better just, than that. Just slightly just less taboo. Just slightly more it's popular. It's only slightly less taboo. That's yeah. really the biggest thing. Like if 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 open relationships was openly accepted by society, it would be the norm. I think more than, I bet you at least like 30 to 40% of people would do it. What Go we and, need is more motorcycles at key parties. 
What's that? We need more motorcycles at key parties. I agree. That's the key. That's the key. I like that. I like the idea of motor. I, I feel like what happened be, to this show. I feel like you need to write an article. This should be your last article ever. Is motorcycling a cult? I, there's something there. Like there's something about it because it, it's that same. Like there is something about motorcycling that attracts a certain personality. And I'm I'm speaking very generally. That soothes the itch to be a part of something and, yeah. and part of that like that identification of being a part of something is like ironically like the persona of not being part of something right i'm the rebel i'm the lone wolf but you like go out with like on rides with a bunch of other rebels and lone wolves yeah, yeah. you want to be you want to stand out and be special in your murdered out harley Which but then like you a, are friends with a bunch of other dudes with murdered out Harley. yeah there's, there's a weird paradox in there somewhere that like takes some unpacking but but it <laughs> but like that's kind of like this thing and like like how is that not cultish i'm i'm literally just sent myself an email that says print motorcycle cult shirts Cult of brap, just no motorcycle cult. That's literally all it's going to say on it. I like it. Simple. I want one. I'm, I'm, I'm printing them tomorrow. Copyright. But, <laughs> but think about like, so take it, take it more granular. Harley Davidson. Mm -hmm. I don't cult. think I don't think Harley Davidson sells motorcycles. I think Harley Davidson is a cult. I, I mean, we've said it from the very beginning. They sell culture. Cult. Cult. Yeah. And you know who's the other brand that's working really hard on that? A, a little. Brand out of Ducati, out of Ducati, Ducati, out of Italy. A little brand out of Ducati. A little brand out of Ducati called Italy. What's up, baby? <laughs> well, wait, wait. No, well, Typo of, and it stays. <laughs> dyslexia sucks. <laughs> uh, dyslexics of the world untie. Um, yeah, that's, yeah, but they're doing the same thing because uh, you're selling. At the end of the day, a motorcycle is just a fucking inanimate object. You're selling the idea of of like friendship and groups and track days and group rides together and everybody wearing these patches and you know going to world ducati week and going to sturgis look at, look at you brag about it i'm, I'm gonna be there partying gonna be the one world ducati week's rad. i'm jealous I, you should just come out there i'm working on it Maybe I'll, I'll talk to claudio talk to claudio we'll see be like shaheen's going i need to be there Shaheen needs a chaperone. Shaheen definitely needs a chaperone because <laughs> T-Man's not going to be keeping up. He's going to end up at a key party. It's going to go downhill real quick. He's like, who brought this white guy? And they're like, whoa, slow whoa, down. Whoa, he's brown. Easy. He's just from the old caucus. What do you want? He's <laughs> part of the motor cult, motorcycle cult. Um, no, I, I, I agree with you. I think the brands that succeed the most are the ones that foster and feed that that desire that innate desire to belong right i don't know how many times i've sold a motorcycle to someone man woman and otherwise who literally ask hey so do you guys do any group stuff like like how do i meet other motorcyclists through this thing and it's like oh yeah come come group every stuff yeah group stuff exactly group stuff swingers or motorcyclists uh, you know two or three percent of uh, america is one of them i don't know which one you are um but we're always like, yeah, come on by on last Saturday of the month and we do our little like shindig here and then we all go riding together on Sunday after that. Or we do track days or we do adventure days. And and I recognized that a long time ago, which was why at Moto Corsa, it's like, no, we're going to do all these events, especially in the on season, just to make sure these people, you know, everyone has something to do and it's exciting for them because that 
that sense of, not even the sense, the desire to belong, the desire to kind of like be part of a group is what drives most people, not everyone. There's definitely lots of lone wolves out there who are like, nope, do not want to ride with any of you. Get the fuck away from me. Um, but they're the exception, not the rule. And so, yeah, we are a cult, motorcycle cult. I'm so making that shirt. It's it's in the email. I'm, I'm ordering them tomorrow. You're welcome. Thank you. Daddy gets to share. Your daddy. I'm daddy? Your daddy. I think I turned down to taste today, actually. What? When yeah. you and I were, were talking earlier. Yeah. Well, you know, offer's still on the table. Still, still working. We're working on it. Uh, hopefully, some exciting news soon. Soonish? Soonish? Maybe. Soonish? I don't know. Hopefully. I'm, I, I just, I'm excited to see what summer of 2022 ends up being like. Like for, for the world? Yeah, it's just for my little world. For my your little, world? My little well, Desert, Desert X will come out. Yeah. So that'll be rad. Um, <sighs> we're seeing some new bikes. So I didn't, I, I literally planned no show for us. Today, I like so it. You don't have a computer in front of you. We're Nothing. just raw dog in this. Bitch. I got the recorder on my belly. Mm-hmm. What are we sitting on your belly? Like an otter or like, yeah, it's just like a little, little otter baby. <laughs> I'm stuck in this Papazon chair. It just keeps like, like sliding deeper. And you're, just, deeper. <laughs> you're becoming more and more horizontal <laughs> yeah, as the show goes on. <laughs> I gotta like, I can't, I'm like a turtle. I'm stuck. I'm sitting in this nice IKEA couch thing. It's all right. It's nice. Yeah. It's not bad. It's good. It's yours. I, I don't have to worry you. about spilling anything. You like literally look, I have a glass sitting next to me and you haven't batted an eye. No, yeah, the couch is dead to if me. This was the white couch, you'd be like, dude, I don't like that. It's hurting my feelings. Move that shit. Oh my God. So so God bless my racer family that came out here, including Brappy Little Stepsister and Alex Taylor. <laughs> we got my nine foot oh, Prince of Persia couch <laughs> out of here down <laughs> my stairs. <laughs> And into this trailer. Oh, God. I remember it's like that was the thing. Like, we had four of us, and that was not that couch is heavy. That Al- couch is like 500. Alex pounds. Taylor must be a lot stronger than he looks. He's wiry. Yeah. He's wetty. Um, yeah. Uh, I remember when I got that couch, it was just two dudes that delivered it. Just Jeez. two big dudes. And I'm, like, I'm still I'm like, I don't know how you guys did that. I just heaved it up the stairs. Here you go, dude. And Enjoy. I felt so bad I had no cash to tip them. And I was Did just give like, them at least some life advice. I like, I like tried to like give them beers and they're like, no, we're good. I'm like, I'm sorry. Sorry, guys. You have Venmo? <laughs> that was pre-Venmo. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> I like had him like gone to the you bank. You have an ICQ number? I'll uh, message you. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't heard that in ages. I was trying to go way back. I don't know what the fuck was going on. My ICQ number was like four digits. That's not, that's all I'm going to say. <laughs> one of the original members. <laughs> Literally like four digits. Um, ICQ was rad. ICQ was rad. It's like ahead of its time. Oh, man. We're so ancient. Wow. Um, now, now I have a watch that shows me messages. I know, right? Uh, I am Inspector Gadget. The technologies. Mm-hmm. Where's my watch? Uh, Where's my watch? What the fuck happened? Coastal. Um, well, I was going to say something. What was it? Scooters. Couch. Couch before that. Moving into the van. Four people. Moving four people. Oh, God. I've lost them, Couch. guys. It was something of, of we're talking about what 2022 is going to look like 2022. Yeah, um, that's right. That's right. Because I, I was saying I didn't have anything planned. The one thing I kind of thought about before the show. Wow. Just, it's a crazy show. He's back. Good luck editing this one. Future Jensen. <laughs> ah, Jensen, you're fucked. <laughs> yeah, just I don't know. We recorded like an hour. It's going to be a 30 minute show. <laughs> um, 
it's interesting to watch what is going on in the world right now because like inflation's really high, oh, gas God. prices are really high, Energy. there's talk of recession. Ugh. Like it, it sounds in a lot of ways like the economy is about to take a turn. And for me, it feels a lot like 2009 all over again. Mm-hmm. Not that the economic indicators are there, but I remember this point in time where gas was super expensive. The economy, like everyone's kind of like worried about the economy, but the economy is still kind of going for right. a swing. And the motorcycle industry was just going gangbusters. Yeah, because it costs less money to fucking ride a V4S Street Fighter than it does my Tacoma. Yeah, when gas is. <laughs> so I'm going to. Uh, uh, watch this. Oh, maybe I didn't hear it. I thought I heard the feeder going off. Oh, uh, your ears are up. There was a sound outside, though, right? I don't think so. I think you're losing your mind. I moved around in this semi-fake leather couch and it made a lot of noise. Maybe it's just the echo in the room. <laughs> it's just reverberated. I'm going to try and get this thought out. Um, yeah, I'm about to drive down south. Like, There's literally gas at $7 a gallon uh-huh. at some point. Uh-huh. Uh, it's gnarly. So that only gets people thinking fuel economy. Like yep. Motorcycles. Like motorcycles. In 2009, it was motorcycles that were the boom. Right now, it feels more like electric cars that Definitely. are benefiting more. But I have to think that it is affecting motorcycle sales in a positive way. And if brands can meet that demand, <laughs> they're, yeah, they're, you know, it's this whole new easy, easy guy. Yeah. <laughs> but the alternative is if you can't meet demand, then you raise price. Mm-hmm. And I'm surprised that we haven't seen considerable, uh, one, uh, MSRP increases from OEMs. We haven't. And two, I've seen some, but like not nearly as much as I was expecting. Yeah, I suppose. And two, we have we haven't seen like widespread dealer markups. Um because I can tell you as someone that's trying to buy a car, it is gnarly. Oh, that's absolutely it is gnarly, gnarly right yep. now. Like I, I've seen cars with literally a hundred thousand dollar markup. Granted, they're very rare, but like normal cars, ten, thirty thousand dollars over Amazon. Dude, my Tacoma right now is worth a good ten grand more than I bought it for, which is bonkers to me. It's a fucking Toyota p- pickup. It's nothing special. So if that's that much more money, what does a special car look like? What does a, you know, a new Porsche look like? What does a, you know, fuck it, a BMW or an Audi? That's what it, Porsche, like a GT3 is 100K or a Turbo S is 100K over MSRP. Clearly someone's paying for it if they're doing that. Probably. Or they're fishing. I mean, at the very least. Anyone can add any. Anyone can ask for for more money. I think on the motorcycle side, I mean, I've seen, I've heard people complain about, let's say like Yamaha dealerships way spiking the price of a T700 where people are like, at that price, I'm just going to go buy a KTM. In which case, KTM dealers are like, well, mine's more too. Or an Aprilia, the the, the Touareg. Yeah. That for me, that, I don't know where Aprilia is at with their pricing on that and their availability, but like if you're going to increase the price on a T7, you might as well go get a Touareg. Just buy a Touareg. It's a better bike. I know, but it's funny. I I had just almost a verbatim conversation with a customer last Saturday, and they were like, "I would buy a Touareg, but where the fuck am I going to get that thing serviced? Yeah, so I true. would rather just pay the money for a T seven hundred." To which I was like, "Buy a KTM." He's like, "I tried to buy an eight ninety R, but that's three thousand over MSRP. I'm not doing that." Really? And then I said, "Well, you know, the Desert X coming up, and I'm not marking mine up." So, if you really want a KTM, our friend Paxton at Gray Area KTM, tell him we sent you. Mm-hmm. Hey, Paxton. What's up, Paxton? Daddy gets a taste. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, they're good people. I like them. They're great people. They're all right. They send crazy hooligans to do <laughs> fucking endurance races. His dog is named Earl. Earl? Earl Gray. Earl Gray. 
That's amazing. <laughs> it's this little pug. That's amazing. <laughs> He's adorable. That is, I love Earl He's Grey. Adorable. He's Good adorable. Tea. Um, yeah, I really, I, I'm, I'm excited about some of the bikes coming out. There's a little bit of a, um, there's definitely a deficit in new motorcycles. Mm-hmm. I stopped at a Harley dealership yesterday just to check out that new uh, Sportster S, and they were like, "That's cute, dude." Like we haven't seen one in I don't know how long. We, really? we can't get them. I was talking to someone today about it. The interesting thing they said was how heavy it looked and how much excess metal was on it. It's beefy. It's beefy. It's Harley, bro. It's supposed to be beefy. I do like the look of it. It's super cool looking. I love the way. It I would looks. like to see one in person. I would, I would like I would to ride definitely one. That's reserve. why I went there. I was hoping they had a demo. They're like, "We can't get one." Do you go down down the street? The the Gladstone. Gladstone. Yeah. yeah. Old latest. Are they not considered latest? Anymore? They're still latest, but I think they're also known as Gladstone Harley now. Oh yeah, they're doing that. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So they didn't have one there. I should have gone to the other dealership to see if they had one there. But, um. It's it's a thing everywhere. Every dealership they can't yeah. get anything. You want a new Kia EV? Good luck. They're sold the fuck out, and so. Dealerships are selling them for ten, fifteen thousand dollars over asking price because they can, and people are working over the money. Because Americans want things right meow, right meow. Thanks, Amazon. I'm in. I'm in month three of waiting of like a seven month waiting period for my new car. I have, I have close to ninety deposits that are still waiting to be fulfilled. Really, and our job as a dealership, and this is every dealership. I, I would. I would bet anyone that's listening to this that is working in a dealership would probably agree with this. We've all become, at our shop, really good at customer expectation management because everybody wants the thing right meow. It's very much an American thing to want Very right much. Now. And so we have sort of been like, listen, and it's full transparency, which is why I'm not afraid of talking about it on the air. The thing is coming, but you have to be you know, patient to get the thing. And the name of the game is put a deposit on there and buy it from a dealership that's not going to fuck you and they're not going to you know, overcharge you for it. I had one of my dearest friends who just, well, not just, he ordered an Audi RS6 two years ago. It just showed up. And they were trying to sell it to him at over MSRP and he was like, I will walk out of here. Like, this is just not how it works. I've bought 10 cars from you people and I'm not doing this. Yeah. And so it's like, as a, as a principal and a dealer, I'm not interested in being short-sighted because in my mind, if I sell you something at three, four, $10,000 over asking, at some point you're going to want to get rid of it and now you're going to be that much more buried in it. And I feel like I'm doing a dis- disservice to myself by essentially losing you as a customer. And there is that. Like I have a hard time with that. I just feel like it's feeding into a really, really wrong side of the industry and I don't like it. And I'm... and. For whatever reason, I am the minority in that one. I've had to do a lot of contract negotiations recently. And it's funny, like like in contract or negotiation theory, like there's a lot of like, there's a lot of insight that needs to be understood when you do single trans, when you're single transaction transactors. Okay. Or if you're multiple transaction transactors in the sense of like, are you ever going to have to negotiate a deal with this person again? Right. Or is this like someone that you're going to like come One back done. to over and over and on? You know, like this. And like it, it changes. It changes the outcome because like you can you can pound someone to death and get a fucking bitching deal if it's just one transaction. Yep. And there's not a lot of consequence to that. 
But you, the, the research is very obvious. Like, okay, you burn that person hard the first time. They're not going to deal with you again. Then you're, you're so fucked on, on the, the yep. subsequent transactions. And I think a lot of the time, um, especially like in automotive, but I think in motorcycling too, like the customer is approached as a single transaction buyer. I think it's terrible. And that is probably why we call dealerships dealerships. Mm -hmm. And like, I hate going down there. Nah, 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 yeah, you feel nah. like you're being taken advantage of because you sort of are. Because you're getting raked over the coals. Right. And, it's, and it's interesting, my car buying experience, I, I went to, I don't know, in between half a dozen and a dozen dealerships looking for this car. And like, I, I am buying a car from a dealership in Pennsylvania because my local options were too focused on the single transaction buyer. And I finally found a dealer that was like, yeah, we're going to sell it to you at a reasonable price and we're going to treat you like a human being and yep. we're not going to give you the hard sell and try and fuck you over when it comes time to do the term sheet and X, Y, Z, like, yep. oh, you got to, you got to buy a tire and a warranty package from us too and all that bullshit. And it's like, I'm sitting there like going like, I'm probably going to buy. No I'm, I might be going out to Pennsylvania again at some point <laughs> to buy another car for you because so I like, was going to Pennsylvania for be, a goddamn car. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, and, and like, this is something that, that I've understood as I've gotten older at the end of the day, it is about service for yeah. me. And if you're just going to single transact me, then like, like that's, that's what fucking Amazon is for. It's, it's bad show. It's, yeah. It's, it's it, everyone loses in that one. It's, it comes back to the cult. You're a bad cult leader. Yeah. If, on the first day, everyone drinks the poison Kool-Aid. Oh, no, you got to tell you gotta, them. They <laughs> got to be a part of this. You want them to buy into it so they wear the robes and, you know, show up to the Kumbaya dances and, you know, doing the group stuff as we talked about earlier. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny how, like, all these cults end up doing group stuff. Listen, it's Is because, that the 2%? because that's the idea of a cult. It's a group stuff. That is kind of the upside. There was, um, where did I watch this? There was this guy that um he's an uh, indian american and he like was i think he was in college he was doing like research on like um what do you call them like yogis okay not like a yogi. gurus guru uh and like he kind of like it's literally i'm the guru now like he he did like kind of like the stereotypical i've watched this show and, and he, has, where he became like a quote-unquote guru and he actually got a following yeah oh that was brilliant. and like, he had like the healing blue light yeah. was like his thing mm -hmm. and like within like a month like there were several women like throwing themselves at them oh, it was he had, like, men and women it was crazy he, he was having following a, yeah he had a uh, yeah he had a little harem like and he like i think he actually slept with one of them and then Jeez. realized like oh wow i am actually taking advantage of these people yeah like he started talking with a thick indian accent yes that's what it was and like you know growing his hair out he grew his hair out and all he did is he went to india and studied them was like this is how they do it cool i'm gonna do it too yeah just as a social experiment yeah and it fucking worked terrifying because at the end of it he was like i have something to yeah he comes out and a couple of people were still like that's amazing we're gonna still follow he's like no yeah, <laughs> not yeah. the points brilliant brilliant you showed my my this yes. <laughs> oh i wish i knew what that was it was i want to be it's like pbs or something the motorcycle guru <gasps> i'm gonna be the shah you're the, the shah well that's not no that's the king i want to be a guru what's 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 guru in iranian guru i don't know iranian arabic Arab, no guru i'm iranian farsi. iranian farsi yeah. farsi it'll blow just because we're all brown from listen, the caucus area doesn't mean we all speak arabic listen, listen. <laughs> i actually i'm i'm not very good at all with um my persian my persian my middle eastern 
languages, dialects, cultural, whatever. It's like, I, I really wish I knew more about it. You know, we, we should talk. After the show, we're getting burgers. You're going to teach me about Iran. Oh, hell yeah. Great. Because like I've been I've been to, to Doha and I've been to You've been all around Iran. I've been around. I've been around the area. I'm like nowhere near it. Nowhere, nowhere near it. Oh man, we're gonna end up in Iran one day. It's gonna be amazing. I actually would love to do a motorcycle tour of Iran. I thought about legitimately I was gonna go I wanted to take a bike from uh Qatar from Doha, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. do LaSalle, do a track date at LaSalle. And then ride down to Abu Dhabi and do a track day at Yas Marina. Dude, that'd be amazing. Until I looked at a map. And you were like, well, that looks like a lot of desert. Uh, no, it's like 300 miles through Saudi Arabia. And I was like, mm, no, that's not going to work. So close, but so far. I just can't see myself riding through the kingdom by myself and coming out the other end of it. Fine. It's fine. We're all white people. Yeah. But they're not. Are Saudis considered white? I, you know, it's across the water, so no. And they're not in the Caucasus. We oh. just looked at the map. They're yeah, they're not in the Caucasus. Yeah, they're, okay. they're in the south, south, south of the Caucasus. They're brown. Okay. Even though I'm just as brown as them. So bizarre. Super bizarre. It's like, like literally sub-Saharan. Y'all, can't we just all hold hands and kumbaya and realize that we just all live on this one floating rock in the universe together? Until you realize that <laughs> space-time itself is expanding at a rate faster than the speed of light. And so as time goes on, we can act, we actually see less and less and less of the universe. It's a whole thing. That's it's a whole, whole thing. crazy thing. I've been, all, reading, I've been doing a lot of podcasts. It's all fake, man. Got a lot of time on my hands. It's not real. Oh, no, you are? <laughs> you learning anything? Yeah. Aside from the cult idea? I mean, the cult thing. And swingers? And swingers. QAnon. Oh, yeah. The expansion of the universe. Quantum physics. <sighs> see, uh, you're, you're already having existential questions yeah it's a lot there's a lot going on do i even want to ride a motorcycle anymore man is it a cult learning a lot about autism well as you ought to as i ought to i think it's in part it's smart i like start looking at some i actually my, commend you, you, on that. you start really looking cool. at some of your friends you're like hmm you're a little on the spectrum aren't you you're a little you're a little weird <laughs> no no hold on see now mm -hmm. you put a negative to, to twist to it no no, no, no. listen weird no. all of us are weird we're weird in our i mean own yeah in the grand spec you're right, Jensen. We're all going to die one day, too. But we don't go telling that to kids. You got to let them be a kid for a little bit. And then be like, hey, fucker, you're going to die one day. <laughs> Your mom's going to die. I'm going to die. Everyone's going to die. On that note. Um... <laughs> Asphalt and rubber. We're all going to die. <laughs> but we still hold grudges. Fuck still, all you. We still hold grudges. <laughs> P.S. You owe me six grand. Oh, God. Uh... Can we say who owes you six grand? Um... No, but the color That's, of your shit of your glasses is very interesting. So, a lot of people have been asking, when you move, is this over? Is, is the house the house? No, is no, over. the 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 podcast. The, no, That's maybe. what I've been saying. I mean, I, I mean, know. this face. This is the last face to face. This is the recording ooh, we're having. Actually, we we might be able to get away with it next week. This is the penultimate face to face. I, mean, I won't have any furniture. Well, I will. Do it at your house. We'll do it at my house. Yeah. This is the last time in my. We can have a room. truly on your lap. This is one. This is one hundred percent the last time we're doing it in my house. Wow. This is the last Woodstock, Oregon podcast. Oh, did you just tell everyone where I live? Yeah, you're leaving. Who cares? That's fair. You're literally gonna be gone by tomorrow. It's totally fair. The kids tell my shit. My shit's not here. Do you know how long I've had to keep like a secret of where I live? I know. I'm sure there's enough clues people could have figured it out. I actually but. felt like so earlier in the show when we first started, 
the first time we started the first time we started <laughs> this is the second recording by the way the first time we, we started one of my coworkers came here to grab a, a my entire kitchen your That's entire, what he kitchen, got. He got my entire kitchen he, I, I have a young amazing person that works for me but he's a bachelor he's a young 20 year old bachelor and jensen called me he goes yo do you know anyone that uh wants all my kitchen stuff i'm like yep <laughs> and so he and I, as soon as i asked him he's like absolutely i need all that stuff and i had a hard time telling him where he lived like i was like i don't know if i'm supposed to tell you oh yeah you gotta go pick some stuff like, this is the address <laughs> here it is right here. <laughs> i'm so conditioned to not tell people where you live you know what we gotta do <laughs> you know what we have to do live on the show hold on hold oh, on hold but, on but this is this is hold, wait for this oh wow he's getting up he's moving he's dropped his mic he's going to the kitchen he is going to the stove he has a knife he definitely has a knife he almost threw the knife at me he has what looks like a tiny machete what the fuck that is a, that's amazing that's like crocodile dundies now why is that in your kitchen what are you killing not <laughs> coda it's your turn. Wait, nope. He went past Coda. Folks, he's gone downstairs to his office. He's running back up the stairs. Too bad you're not wearing your watch because you're losing steps. I mean, you're using steps. But, <gasps> what is that? There's an Amazon box that's closed. What is this? All right. So I, I, will, I will take over narration and tell a story while you open up this box that I just brought upstairs. Oh, I'm excited. There's a box and a scary knife in front like, of Like, I don't know, a year? Look, See if it has a date on it. It's got to be at least a year or two old it's like start of the pandemic and i <laughs> it's literally the start of the pandemic there's a reason why and I'm i laughing. get this box from from amazon that i did not order and the amazon like I, i'm sitting on my desk i got my windows open and the amazon delivery girl who's kind of cute i can't believe you never opened this brings this up to my front door looks at the label looks at me and gives me like a little wink. Who is this? Who is this from? Who, who, what's the company? So here, here's the thing. This was good timing because at the time there was a shortage of toilet paper. Right, and we talked about it. We did talk about it on the and that's why I'm on laughing. the podcast. And so it is. Wait, does it have a date on there? It's got to be. It's it's because the, we it's the early days of the of the pandemic because I didn't have any toilet paper and we talked about so it. So the the uh, the box is from Tushy. So she thought it was like some sort of sex thing. <laughs> and she's looking at me like, I'm it a fucking can be. listen, anything's bring, a sex toy if you want it to. Bringing be, okay? it back to the swinger thing. So I, I have no idea who sent this Maybe to me. Maybe there's a note in this. And, and, and you swore up and down that you didn't send 100% this to me. On me. So some listener figured I think out I where I lived I and sent this to me. I have a suspicion who I know who, who this is. I mean, whoever it is has probably been here before. Probably been here before, but. And there's only one person I know that would buy something like this short of myself. Right. I mean, and it's funny because when you said that, I was like, did I do this and I forgot? It's, it's, it's up your alley. Here's but the thing. I've had this sitting in my house. I need to get rid of it. I need, I, that no, box take is this more with you. The box is more valuable than the thing inside of it. This is a, I mean, I'm going to take it with me if you don't want it. Yeah, absolutely. Because I have another. If it's toilet. what I think it is. It is what you think it is. This company only makes one thing and it's bidets. <laughs> so someone someone sent said, me a bidet. Someone figured out where I lived and sent me a bidet. Is there a note? Yeah, it says a gift for a you. A gift for you. <laughs> Dude, it's uh, hold on. It's wow, mine didn't come this wrapped. That's that's curious. Are you kidding me? This is amazing. That is really nice. What's it say on the card? It's oh, <laughs> I think I know it's from. <laughs> Dude, I hope this is true. <laughs> if this is I am keeping this wrapped, if this is true. <laughs> 
Wishing you the best from Harley Davidson Inc. No way. No way. <laughs> That's why the person who we thought, I, I always thought it was Jonas, and Jonas swore up and down that it wasn't him. <laughs> Holy shit, the oh, fucking man. What an asshole. I've had this for like a year or the two. Bar and we've never shield, talked about it. The bar and shield. Oh my God, hold on. There's another one. Yeah, it says the same thing. They bought you the classic 3.0 bidet toilet seat attachment, <laughs> non-electric self-cleansing water sprayer with adjustable water pressure. And I know this. I have one of these. <laughs> this is amazing. This makes me so happy. Literally in here also, wishing you the best from Harley Davidson Inc. Wow. That's that, awesome. I, I need you, you can't to, say they don't have a good sense of humor. You better. You can't you, say they don't have a good sense of humor. You better keep that card and, and frame it because that's the most epic <laughs> gift I've ever seen from a motorcycle company. <laughs> they literally bought you an ass wash. Because <laughs> I'm such an asshole. Well, they were, uh, at least you'll be a clean asshole. Oh, okay, you have a nice new box to put your stuff in. Look at this thing. It better be gold. Oh, hand, me that, hand me that knife. Here, let me give you a machete. Uh, thank you, sir. This is wow. I am I am this could be the last episode of this this condo after all. That is amazing. I am so happy right now. Harley, I just fell in love with you all over again. They're probably you know whoever sent this is like, man, we sent him that thing and he didn't say thank. He didn't say a thing. It's been sitting on my shelf. That's amazing. I was like, this is a bomb. I'm not opening this up. I don't know what this sex toy thing is. I think I think uh, the the name of this episode just became Harley's gift. Look, it's got why it's got the yeah. <laughs> this number two shall pass. This oh no, Tushy is all about everything they've written on there is a innuendo about is this pooping. Just, it's just a sprayer. What is this? This yeah, is way smaller. It goes it goes like on the seat. See, ah. yeah, that goes that gets on the seat, and then see that little nozzle that's sticking out. That long one, this yeah, guy? that's the actual sprayer. This, that, this little guy, that little guy. Don't worry about that little, little guy. Oh, you got the you got the shiny. Uh, knob? It literally says bum wash yeah. and then spray angle. Yeah, that's exactly what I have. How to put this shit together? It's super easy. <laughs> that's what it says. It says how to put this shit together. Yeah, it's everything. Everything in there is some uh, kind of a shit innuendo. All right, <clears throat> fucking slow well clap, Harley. Well Harley, played. I'm giving you fucking poetic yeah, snaps. Poetic snaps. <clears throat> Sorry for all those photoshops. <laughs> they got, this is wow, the ultimate. <laughs> like, hey, you're an asshole. Here's a way to keep your shit clean. Exactly, right? <laughs> I bet they're laughing about that at the office. Well, we're gonna send that asshole an asshole clean. That is amazing. <laughs> Dude, they just dropped 90 bucks on you. <laughs> and uh, it's gift wrapped. It gift wrapped it. How do you that is not what I expected at all. I really thought it was someone in our like inner Portland friend group. That like knows where you live. So like real talk? Yeah. I'm going to interview, interview with them tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> we are 100% talking about this. Just just for shits and giggles. Pardon the innuendo. <laughs> you should install that and use it while you're having your interview. While well, I'm on the interview. <laughs> oh my God. Someone here needs to have the last laugh and it can't be them, Jensen. That's amazing. You got to clean your butthole while that you're having amazing. an interview. Whoever, whoever's ideal that was, you get a raise. That's absolute high five. That's wow. Wait, are you going to actually leave that last part on the recording about who you're interviewing tomorrow? Absolutely. Oh, shit. Why not? <laughs> oh, damn. Amazing. <laughs> That's amazing. I mean, I've been interviewing a lot of people. 
I will say the motor company to, to give credit where because the Jensen giveth and the Jensen taketh. That makes me sound like a douche. Well, you know, but whatever. Talk yourself. <laughs> talk yourself. Ass- talk about yourself in the third party. <laughs> kind of an asshole. Um, <laughs> At least you have a bum wash now. Compared to several other companies out there, Harley Davidson's hiring process is quite on point. I mean, they're a big hundred plus year old company with probably a pretty goddamn extensive HR brand. Uh, they they know what they're doing. Um, some other companies definitely do not. I think I think that's 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 it. I, I can't imagine what else can we talk about aside from Harley sending you a fucking tushy bum wash <laughs> tushy in the middle of the pandemic. That, that is not what I expected to read on that gift card. <laughs> I am so grateful to have been here for that. I, I kept meaning to do it on the show with you and it just it sat in my closet for too long. And I, I can't think of a better way of ending the final Portland, Oregon uh, domicile. Yeah. Recording. Peace out. So this is our penultimate uh face to face uh recording we'll probably have one more at my house i'm sure we'll have more down the line it's not like I'm i never mean it won't be a regular thing it'll be like really special yeah like when we go to thunder hill for a track day we can definitely record right that'd be amazing actually right um or you come down for laguna seca or I come down for laguna seca because I'll, I'll live close to that moto america action down there that too um yeah i i'm gonna miss you man don't look at me with those puppy eyes. It's weird. Let's go, <laughs> let's go get burgers. Let's go get burgers. <laughs> let's go get, go burgers. get burgers and not cry about this. Put a burger in my belly. <sighs> the little fat guy inside me needs to be fed. <laughs> he needs a hug. Follow, follow us on social media. Follow us on social media. Stay tuned to find out who buys asphalt and rubber. I'm really curious about I think about you got to throw Harley Davidson into the ring now. Fuck's sake, you know? You got to put him in the ring. <laughs> <laughs> Brother and Brotherson. <laughs> I can't believe they sent me a tushy. <laughs> I... I need to know who did it. I want to high five them. It's amazing. It's brilliant. It's amazing. It's pretty much the best gift I've ever seen from any motorcycle brand. This this might have been before the OnlyFans April Fool's thing too. Now I feel bad about that. What? Uh, no, no. I thought that happened like two years ago. This gift's about a year old. This no, I got this. This is start a pandemic. Oh, this yeah. is 2020. I actually do remember you got that because you and I were recording separately we, then. Yeah, we talked about it, and I'm like, dude, I'm down to like the last roll. Harley. I've gone to the store like three or four times. They don't have any toilet paper. My neighbors gave me toilet paper rolls. The co-op by my house. I'll never forget I this. Had, they were selling it by the roll. I had to finish a poo and in, then the jump in the shower In the bathtub. I had to make a bidet. I showered a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Anne's like, why do you shower after every poop? I'm like, because I don't, don't worry about it. I'm going to business. And then I bought a tushy bum wash. And then problem solved. Problem solved. Let's go to the show. Let's, Let's, go, get Let's go get a burger. Good talk. See you out there. 53rd. Bye. Make your choices. Duck goose. Duck, duck goose. Duck goose. Goose. No goose. This is the first time I faced you. That was weird. It's weird. It's throwing me off. I got like making eye contact. I keep looking that way because I'm used to looking that way when I'm sitting on the corner. Kiss ouch. A to the is O. I got to figure out how I'm going to get my Mountain Dew. <laughs>